Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred July 7. There were many wonders of the world. Some time ago there were seven wonders of the world. Most have been destroyed or lost, but few such as the Great Pyramid of Giza are still standing. The Colossus of Rhodes, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Lighthouse of Alexandria, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, the Statue of Zeus, and the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus were all lost to the ravages of time. Of course, we have the natural seven wonders that include the Northern Lights, the Grand Canyon, the Great Barrier Reef, and Mount Everest, and even the modern wonders of the world that claim the Panama Canal. But up until recently, there was a distinct lack of an official world wonders. And then like a kick in the pants, it all changed. I say official, but who really decides these things? Well, in the faraway year of 2000, which sounds less like a joke the more I think about it, the whole thing began as a Millennium Project. According to the website news7wonders.com, back even further in the 1990s, Bernard Weber was working as a filmmaker and things were going as they were going. But then the switch from analog to digital began to take place and not wanting to fall behind on the technology of the times, but also needing a reason to purchase a computer, Weber decided that the only way to justify this new purchase and connect with the world was to reflect and search for a concept that would inspire and encourage interaction with other people. The ancient seven wonders of the world seemed to fit his purposes, and so in 1999, Bernard Weber decided to revive it. Weber started with the idea to have the world choose and then elect a new set of man-made wonders, and so he consulted with the UNESCO World Heritage Center and then with the United Nations in order to promote the idea and gather support. Nominations began to roll in, and in 2006, Weber began a year-long tour to the 21 finalists to see the locations chosen to potentially make the official list. The year was 2007, and on this day, July 7th, over 100 million people voted, and the new Seven Wonders of the World were announced. The winners were announced in Lisbon, and the new list was made. First up is the Great Wall of China. One of the largest and longest construction projects ever attempted, the Great Wall began its construction around 220 BC and continued up until the Ming Dynasty, which began around 1368. The Ming Dynasty boasts the most well-preserved section of the wall. Originally made of packed dirt, it was continuously improved upon as time and building techniques advanced. Made for defense, it never actually prevented invasion, but stands as a symbol of strength for China. And while it's commonly said that the wall can be seen from space, that's actually not true, unless you look through satellite imagery, but then I guess everything is visible from space. It currently stands between 2,500 and 3,400 miles, depending on where you start the measurement, and has an average height of 30 feet. Next up is the statue Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. The story begins in the 1850s. 
Pedro Maria Bos made the suggestion of placing a Christian monument on Mount Corcovado to honor the daughter of Emperor Pedro II, the Princess Regent Isabel. Impressive, except that it never happened. Instead, in 1921, the Archdiocese of Rio proposed that a statue of Christ be built on the summit because then it would be visible from anywhere in Rio. Citizens petitioned for the statue to be built, and on April 4, 1922, the foundation stone of the base was laid and construction began. Kind of. While the work on the base began, they didn't actually have a design yet. A contest was held, and Brazilian engineer Hitor da Silva Costa was selected as the winner. Together with Carlos Oswald and Paul Landowski, the three worked on the statue's pose of Christ standing, arms outstretched. Funds were raised by the church, and construction on the statue began in 1926 and lasted until 1931. It stands 98 feet tall with an arm span of 92 feet and is one of the most recognizable statues in the world. Next, we travel to Peru and visit Machu Picchu. These ancient ruins are northwest of Cusco, Peru, and are one of the only few pre-Columbian ruins still intact. Believed to have been built in the 15th or 16th century, it's said to have been abandoned after construction and the arrival of the Spanish in the 1530s. In 1911, it was rediscovered by Hiram Bingham after his team was told of some ruins by a local farmer. After finding the site, Bingham shared with the world his discovery by way of book, The Lost City of the Incas. However, there is evidence to suggest other explorers reached the site in the 1800s. It's believed that it acted as a sort of royal estate for emperors and nobles, but is also thought to have been a prison, a trade hub, a testing station, a woman's retreat, and a coronation site. Chichen Itza in Mexico are Mayan ruins that consist of about 26 ruins, the main ones being the Chichen Itza Pyramid, the Observatory, the Temple of the Warriors, and the Mayan Ball Game. In the Temple of the Jaguars, it's said that if you stand on the platform to the north, it's possible to hear a whisper 150 feet away, which just sounds insane to me. Built sometime in the 6th century, it's believed to have been a religious, military, political, and commercial center that at one point was home to about 35,000 people. An interesting thing, though, is that after the city was invaded by other Mayans or Mayan speakers sometime after the year 300, Many of the structures, such as the pyramid, were actually built. By the time the Spaniards arrived, the city was mostly abandoned and the Mayan population were living in small villages. It became an archaeological site, open to the public, and boasts over 2 million visitors a year. The Roman Colosseum began its life sometime around 70 AD. Built during the reign of the Flavian emperors as a gift to the Roman people, it stood roughly 620 by 513 feet, was four stories high, had 80 entrances, and sat more than 50,000 people, which is actually about the same at the Jiangxi Olympic Sports Center Stadium. Construction lasted about 10 years and is unique in that each story showcased columns in a different style. The Colosseum saw about four centuries of use as an arena for gladiatorial combats, hunts, wild animal fights, and mock naval engagements where it actually was flooded to accommodate ships at great expense. Eventually, the struggles of Rome proved to be too much, and by the 6th century, its time in use was beginning to come to an end as it had begun to decay. 
It was eventually abandoned completely and became a quarry for buildings such as St. Peter's Cathedral. In the 18th century, various popes tried to conserve the site as a Christian site, but failed, and by the 20th century, due to natural disasters and decay, only about two-thirds of the Colosseum remain. We're in the home stretch now. The Taj Mahal is located in Agra and Uttar Pradesh in northern India. Built to immortalize Mumtaz Mahal by the Mughal Emperor Shah Jahal. After Mumtaz died in childbirth, construction began on the site in 1632. 20,000 workers were brought in from India, Persia, Europe, and the Ottoman Empire, and although the buildings were finished by 1643, decoration was not completed until 1647. In total, the 42-acre complex took about 22 years to complete. Despite the beauty of the architecture and the status as a wonder of the world, in the centuries since its completion it has been the subject of neglect and decay. Air pollution has damaged the mausoleum and despite measures taken to reduce the effects and a restoration initiative which began in 1998, progress has been slow. Today it's seen as a cultural symbol, although there is fear that it could be a target for possible attacks. Finally, we have Petra, Jordan. You may recognize this one as the location of the Holy Grail in the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Petra is located south of Jerusalem and is referred to as the Rose City because of the color of the stones used in the buildings. Dating back to the 4th century, it was established as a trading post by the Nabataeans who accumulated a large wealth that caused the Greek Empire to attack in 312 BC. This is actually when we get the first reference to Petra in recorded history. Although they successfully fought back the Greeks, it would not be the only time Petra would be attacked. The Nabataeans would successfully fight off these attacks, though, until the Romans invaded in 106 AD. The Romans ruled for 200 years until an earthquake destroyed many of the buildings, and the Byzantines took over the region, which lasted for about 300 years. Petra was abandoned in the 8th century, but was discovered in 1812 by Swiss explorer Johann Ludwig Burckhardt. In 1929, a formal project was launched to excavate and study the site, and in 1993, Greek scrolls documenting the Byzantine period and the discovery of a monumental structure beneath the sands were found with satellite imagery. The Great Pyramid of Giza which previously mentioned is the last surviving original wonder of the world, was not included in the list of the new seven wonders, but was later included as the honorary eighth wonder of the world, beating out the likes of King Kong. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps students in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.